Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Kevin Walsh from uh, ChemShield. How are you doing, Kevin? Yeah, not too bad now yourselves. Great, thanks. Now tell me a bit about what ChemShield does. Yeah, well, I, I suppose like to start things off, like in order to provide a little bit of background really to what ChemShield is and how it kind of came about, right? I need to jump in my Wayback Machine and, and go back to a time um, back in 2012. Um, I My own background is in chemistry. Um, I graduated from Washington Institute of Technology back in 2012 and started working in a lab of a global uh, multinational pharma company. Um, when working in that lab, um, I was indirectly involved in a, in a fairly serious chemical accident um, whereby a colleague of mine inadvertently created a bomb by, by mixing the nitric acid and acetonitride in the same waste container. Um, so when you're in a lab, like you're dealing with lots of chemicals and when you're finished with them, then you... Um, you, you, you dispose of them, you know, and they end up in a waste container where these two incompatible chemicals ended up in the same waste container and it kind of led to, you know, very disastrous consequences. But it kind of got me thinking, you know, as a kind of a, a blue chipper um, <laughs> uh, out in the, the real world kind of working, well, how can this, you know, potentially happen, you know, for this big, large organisation to have such a, I suppose, a gap in their procedures? So that was eight years ago. Um, bring us up kind of to present day. Um, you know, we have a system that's been built. Uh, I won't fill you in with all the boring stuff over the course of the past eight years because it'll probably take me a full year to bring you up to present day. But uh, ultimately what ChemiShield is now, it's a, it's a chemical waste management system that removes the need for people to figure out where their waste should go. And what we do is we provide this SaaS solution uh, to clients whereby they can automate uh, their chemical waste disposal process. So if I'm in the lab now and I go back to that particular situation, I'll pick up my tablet device, I'll log in, I'll enter in the chemicals and quantities that I wish to dispose of, and then ChemiShield will actually identify the correct waste container in the lab for me to put my waste into. So once I go along to that container, I'll scan it, it'll inform me that I have the correct container, I can safely then pour my waste in, and ChemiShield kind of tracks and traces uh, the chemicals and the quantities uh, that have gone into that particular container. Um, your audit trail then is kind of capturing all that, who, what, where, when, sequence of events, um, ultimately providing that kind of cradle-to-grave solution um, for um, not only lab staff, but also lab management as well, and it's all whole host of other various different benefits that go with it but, but that's what ChemiShield is it's it's there to make labs safer uh, greener and compliant and I guess by track and trace you can tell at what stage where the chemical is and who was the person signed off on that stage yeah effectively and that's the beauty about it because um you know, being able to, I suppose, view everyone's activity as a lab manager, you can see very quickly, you know, who's using the system and, and who's not using the system. Um, so it's not to be used really as a stick to beat people with, but generally, you know, when you're working in pharma, your your main job is to follow procedures because it's a very con- controlled environment, it's very regulated. Um, so we don't experience that problems with people not using the system or not following procedures. But yes, most certainly if something ever did happen, um, you know, like, say, for example, um, ChemiShield gives you a waste bottle and you can see that ChemiShield is telling you that it's 80% full. And then you go along and you pick it up and it's clearly 100% full. 
then immediately that says to me that, that someone has not logged the correct volume into it, or maybe somebody has added something into a bottle without actually yeah. using ChemiShield. And very quickly then you can just jump into the logs and you can see, you know, who is disposing the waste into that bottle, but also importantly, who wasn't. And by process of elimination then, you can circle the bullseye then on the, on the individual then uh, who hasn't been using the system. But that that's something that we, we don't really experience, but that's how I would... I would look at it if I was to put my lab manager hat on. Yeah. Now, getting back to the present day, the moment you and your CTO recently written uh, blogs on your website about managing diverse teams in times of diversity, and sorry, tell me a bit more about this. Yeah, like, look, I, I think uh, first and foremost, kind of writing blogs, like, you know, it's, it's, it's very good to kind of create content, to be able to put it out there, to kind of share with people, um, not only our customers, but like, it, you know, wider audience in terms of how we're coping with, you know, uh, this whole new way of life, as everyone keeps on saying. Uh, it's also great to, you know, for us to be able to read other people's blogs and, you know, be able to glean some ideas in terms of, you know, uh, the processes that people are using in order to maybe work a little bit more smarter, work a little bit better. Um, but like, you know, writing for me as well as for Niall or CTO, like it's kind of a, I don't know, I kind of find it a little bit therapeutic as well. <laughs> yeah. In, in in some sense, it kind of brings me back to um, to doing English and even start many, many years ago now, uh, which is something that I did enjoy doing, but I like pushing it out there and I like getting some feedback. And uh, as I said, just kind of taking ideas and maybe manipulating, putting a little bit of a spin on them uh, in order to try and, um, I suppose, make our, our, our work processes a, a little bit better. And I guess also showing the people out there how you're coping in these times and how they can cope as well. Yeah, um, I suppose, I think because we obviously can't go anywhere, like I myself, uh, I'm, I'm based out in the countryside. Um, so like other than going out for maybe a run on lunchtime, um, you're kind of, you are really kind of confined uh, to, to your home, just like everybody else. But I think putting structure in place, uh, treating, you know, each day like it's a work day, you know, not lying in, you know, getting up on time, uh, trying to stick to your same routine, uh, getting dressed like you would normally get dressed for work and, you know, not just staying in your pyjamas or your dressing gown. It's, it's not very professional. And, you know, also you want to be able to kind of project that, you know, experience or, sorry, you want to be able to project that, um I suppose, um, image, you know, to your team that look, listen, you know, I put structure on my day, you know, this is how we're managing things. It's still business as usual because it gives them a sense of responsibility in a sense that, okay, yep, yeah, look, listen, even though I am working from home now, um, you know, it's still a normal work day uh, as opposed to kind of sitting there in the middle of the week kind of wondering, well, what day, you know, do you have? Um, <laughs> which I do find myself asking sometimes as well because like it seems that some days kind of just bleed into uh, the other and before we know it it's the weekend or yeah. before we know it it's it's Monday morning or Tuesday morning but yeah no look we're, we're we're managing as best as we can but I would definitely say putting structure and treating it like I suppose we weren't living in a pandemic is the best bit of advice yeah I just know last week I was I was ranking next week's pod, this week's podcast what I'm doing and I kept thinking so I can't do a podcast uh, on a Monday Monday is out I didn't know why and then Thursday yeah. I realised bank all the Monday We have another one popping up as well in a in, in a couple of couple of weeks in yeah. June, and hopefully we uh, hopefully we get the weather, and hopefully you know the restrictions will be lifted a little bit more, and you know we'll get to you know see some of our, our friends and family. Um, so yeah, look, we're, we're I know we're all looking looking forward to that as well. So um, yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, and fingers crossed we don't wake up in the morning wondering what day or time it is. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely.
Especially if you're if you're uh, got a week full of conference calls, and suddenly you're waking up and you realise, oh, this is Tuesday. My conference call uh, is actually Wednesday. Yeah, it's it it's it's a funny one, like because it's very stark. Like you know, it was it was just so weird. Now we made the decision to, I suppose, shut our offices and to work remotely about maybe two weeks before the announcements are made, because we could see it kind of coming down yeah. the line. So I suppose we had a little bit of time to kind of adapt to it. But I think it, it took a bit, took a good week to kind of really kind of get into the the swing of things. And the one thing that, that I've noticed, and I, I sort of keep on boasting about it, is I can't get get over even the money that I'm after saving because normally I'd be on the road quite a bit yeah. um, and whether you're stopping into you know a couple of garages like travelling up and down between Waterford and Dublin um, you know you'd be very surprised with the amount of money that you would spend on the road and yeah. I suppose being restricted um, you know to the confines of of your home other than jumping onto Amazon or, or whatever I mean you actually have a little bit more money in your pocket um, which I think it's also going to be smart as well for people to kind of you know to, to hold on to that cash because you know, we live in, as they say, unprecedented times and, you know, we don't know what's around the corner, but it will be nice that when businesses start opening that, you know, we can go back to those local bars and cafes and, you know, we can support our friends, you know. I mean, luckily for us, we haven't been, I suppose, hit too bad. Like, we, we, we've been badly hit, like, but I, I really do feel for, you know, the hairdressers and, you know, the bars, the restaurants, the cafes of yeah. the world. You know, we'll have to try and figure out a, a way of you know keep on going. Um, I think there's been a really good response uh, you know, from the government uh, in relation to the, the wage subsidy scheme and, and the supplement payments. They haven't done it all right, but I think you know, considering considering the circumstances, uh, they haven't done a bad job on it. No, because I saw yesterday someone was saying was on the uh, when the papers yesterday that if they bring back in, so just in, when you're going in an airline, you get a one kilometer queue per flight. A week long per flight. One kilometer, one sorry, a one kilometer cube for a flight. Oh, uh, if we're doing two meters, yeah. stuff just in, that's not going to work. No, it won't. I, I, I don't think. I think Michael O'Leary said it's like you know, helping a social distance in like a, a a cylinder effectively because like even if you you know have a two meter distance between the person next to you, then you're talking you know if it's uh, two seaters, two seats on either side or three seats on either side, you're still effectively looking at one person on one side and only one person on the other side, yeah. and then the seat behind you and the seat in front of you they, that would have to be free. So I don't think that would work. Um, I think there'll just have to be some sort of sensible approach. Yeah, and then I saw uh, into the, yeah. I'm thinking it's also well. You mentioned earlier about barbers and hairdressers and all that. The queue when we get back to normal, the queue for that is going to be out the doors. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm certainly glad that we're doing this over phone here today. Because, yeah. Uh, couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago I, I had a bit of a Sinead O'Connor moment and uh, went and got the clippers and uh, gave myself a buzz cut and I went back about 15 years uh, in age when I was yeah. a teenager but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back to uh, getting back to my barber and uh, and getting a cut simple things in life like I mean like it's completely irrelevant like in terms of you know the, the importance of everything but it will be nice to I suppose, have those uh, those norms come back into existence yeah and talking about norms at the moment uh, I guess you've Adopted new technologies to cope with what you're in. What have you adopted? What are you using? Um, well, what we've found is, you know, we, um, we we use a number of different platforms. Like obviously, we use we use Slack, um, we use Zoom, um, we have Copper as our CRM. We use Jira um, for um, uh, tasks and, uh, and customer support tickets. And what we decided to do was, right, look, we're using all these various different platforms. And um, what we wanted to do was get them all, you know, talking to them as best as we can. 
try and make life just that little bit easier uh, from home. So, you know, we've utilised some various integrations um, with Slack and Copper and, uh, and with our G Suite account and all, all that sort of good stuff. So what we kind of find is that our, our applications are, are talking to talking to each other and kind of trying to remove the, that's what the manual processes behind and behind our work and making it a little bit more automated so we purposely kind of took the time there um, about a week when we when we did started working from home to kind of look at our processes and map things out you know see what works well in the office but you know what's not going to work well at home and try and look for a, a little bit of a workaround and um, but with slack like you know it's that's been fantastic like we start our day we have our we have two stand-up uh, meetings in the morning with a stand-up with our dev team we have stand up then with our main team where yeah. we have any issues. Uh, issues are escalated to the, the main stand up there at 20 past nine. And, um, you know, we set some ground rules in place. You know, everyone logs on and everyone's dressed, everyone's cameras are on, and like a normal work day. And, um, you know, even the simple things, you know, making sure prior to uh, even working from home that people's microphones were working, people's headsets were working, just to kind of check some balances in that regard. And um, some of the team might meet up for a, like a coffee um, in the middle of the day, maybe around 12 o'clock, uh, maybe just a 15 uh, minute chat. Still open up their own channel and kind of go from there and then at the end of the day then you know we'll, we'll have a little wash up we'll have a wash up with the dev team we'll look at any issues uh, that have cropped up uh, we'll make sure that you know all questions and queries go into the one channel as opposed to directly to one person so you kind of create that you know that, that that noise in the office you know people can see stuff and they can jump in if someone's having an issue and um, more quicker when someone was directing a message to uh, an, another person so we try and keep that open communication going and um, then at the end of the day then you know any issues from dev team then are pushed in then to the main washup meeting and effectively it's just an opportunity you know for people to kind of just say look listen uh got X, Y, and Z done, ran into an issue with this, hope to have that sorted out by the end of the morning. Uh, this also came up, um, which we weren't planning for, and it's kind of, you know, giving us now an opportunity to react before we, we kick on the next day. So we do that around quarter to five. The day finishes around quarter past five, half five, and um, so we can kind of get ready for the, the next day ahead. And the end of the week then, you know, it's just a little bit of a longer um, wash-up whereby we'll go through some stats for the week, we'll go through... Uh, some of the stories that the tasks that the guys were working on um, and uh, effectively just look into the next week and see at a very high level well, what do we want to achieve and you know are we are we uh, on the same uh, I suppose, are we aligned with the roadmap that we would have put out at the very start of the year in terms of where we want to be at each quarter uh, and all of that good stuff so it's um, yeah look it's it's very interesting I think it's actually worked it's worked really well uh, to be completely honest and uh, I definitely think there's an argument to be made to potentially work uh, work permanently from home and um, so it's it's something that we're looking at as a business well i'm thinking the long term is you don't have to worry about the stress of, of getting in, in transportation like a car for traffic times or you're getting in a train or a bus or anything else and you also don't have to worry about getting up so early in the morning to get ready to, to go in the queue for like two hours in the car for example if you're going to dublin Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's, um, I suppose, if we can make life a little bit easier for our employees, I know some employees would love to be in the office because they obviously have kids and stuff, but I suppose, like, when September rocks around, you know, the kids are obviously back in school, so we are, you have them and we are here as such. Um, but I think, like, yeah, like not having to be rushing into a car, getting into traffic, you know, it's uh, definitely a lot of positives. I think um, I, I think you'll be surprised with the amount of people or maybe small businesses that will definitely look to to go down this road. And I think it really depends on the leadership as well. You know, some yeah. 
bosses or you know leaders of businesses they want to see to use a turn of phrase they want to see the monkeys in the cage you know um i think what we've been able to demonstrate over the course of the past number of weeks is that our productivity is the same uh, everyone's honest up front uh, we can track everyone's kpis the systems that we use so you know if i'm there sitting as a business owner kind of going well look listen it's pretty much the same and um, you know everything is getting done what's supposed to get done and um, then sure you know if people want to work from home then a little bit more then you know there's an argument to be made for it um, so yeah look it's um it'll definitely uh, be some uh, important decisions they made over the course of the next few weeks yeah i guess all you need basically is uh broadband and you're, and you're good to go yeah broadband you're good to go like, like i said i'm I'm stuck out in the countryside, so I'm using a, like a download-type broadband. Yeah. Now, it's not too bad, to be fair, um, but I, I, envy, uh, I envy some of the guys who have uh, fibre-power broadband um, because, you know, like with, uh, with a cap on broadband usage, it's, I think it's 300 gigs. Not too bad. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite good. It kind of brings you back to the days of being a college student when you had a dongle and uh, to get a gig, or you might have had like five gigs and uh, your data was used up. I mean, you think about the amount of data that we consume uh, nowadays, you could easily use uh, five gigs up over the course of a day or two days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's insane, but it's, it's, it's very fast-paced. Um, this was the world that we're living in at the moment. Yeah, and I guess getting back to the business side of it, how has the camp waste industry adapted to the current COVID scenario we live in? It's business as normal, really, you know. Um, effectively, you know, we, we support... Um, your your large pharma companies, you're, they're still producing uh, the thing about the chemical waste. You can't have uh, your waste areas overflown uh, with uh, waste containers because you know there's going to be potential uh, hazards, um, you know, from uh, inadequate housekeeping. So they have to be picked up and they still have to be processed uh, in the same fashion. So um, it, it would seem to be business as normal. Uh, the pharma sector hasn't been impacted too much. I mean, obviously, pharma they provide life-saving medic, uh, medicines um, for various different diseases. So I think it's very much business as normal there. I think on sites and in the labs, uh, you know, they've implemented a lot of uh, a lot of solid social distancing uh, measures, um, you know, which have obviously proved uh, proved to be effective because it's they're obviously you know staying open. Um, so yeah, like I, it's kind of business as normal, really, uh, from a waste collection perspective, and uh, naturally, like from a, a software perspective, when you're going out and you're you're prospecting, uh, you know, new companies and new people to deal with, you know, it's very easy when they're not aware of what chemistry is for them to kind of put the hand up and say, look, listen, you know, I'm dealing with a pandemic uh, at the moment. Uh, I've other kind of, you know higher priorities uh, on our table and uh, for our customers that are using ChemiShield I mean look it's providing um, a much better mechanism a means of, of of staying safe first and foremost and um, of ensuring that you know our personnel aren't going to be in harm's way because you know we have seen what happens when catastrophe strikes and if you know there was an accident in a lab um, you know, effectively, if that lab is taken out of use and there's an investigation in the lab, it means that product can't be tested. And if product can't be tested, then ultimately, then it affects uh, affects supply chains. Yeah. So I suppose it's 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 good, you know, to have those systems and processes in place. And uh, hopefully, you might never have to to use them. Um, but that's why they're there. You know, they're there to, to safeguard. It's like um, it's like having an eye wash station uh, in a lab. You know, if you ever get a, a splash of a chemical in, into the eye or into the face. You know, you have something there to, to rinse out, um, you know, uh, the, the chemical from your eye and, and hopefully not lose it. 
Um, but that's also why you wear safety glasses in the lab. It's why you wear a lab coat. You know, you're not anticipating that you're going to be splashed. But in case you do, then you do have the relevant PPE in front of you. Yeah. And I suppose with ChemShield being a digital PPE, um, it's it's there for people to prevent those things from happening in the first place. So, um, so yeah, look, um, once hopefully this pandemic uh, starts to subside, um, you know, it'll focus minds in, of uh, potential customers uh, on, you know, other maybe gaps in their organisation that they might look at uh, look at addressing. Yeah, and you call it digital PPE, which to me means it's a product that was always going to be in stock because it's digital. Yeah, like, look, this is it. Like, uh, And when you're working in, in Fireman Labs, like, I mean, you go through an unbelievable amount of PPE. I mean, you can't do your job without PPE. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't recommend uh, handling any chemicals without it. Like, you, you have your glasses, you have your safety coat, uh, you might even have your safety shoes, you might have a face mask, um, in terms of like a face shield, I should say, uh, as well as the safety glasses. Um, so, yeah, like, you, you can't do your job unless you have that PPE there. And, you know, hopefully in the in the years to come, then people will be saying, well, look, we can't do our job because we don't have our digital PPE or we don't have ChemiShield. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, look, listen, uh, this is where we're at. Like, this is the world that we live in now, so it's, it's a case of adapting to it. Yeah, I can just see in the future a new Marvel comic about somebody who's working in a company and because they've no digital PPE, suddenly there comes a new superhero. Yeah, this is it, you know, um, this is it. Um hopefully we'll be we'll, we'll be that superhero everybody needs a hero yeah <laughs> so tell me a bit more about how uh, COVID-19 is changing the way you guys work and your customers work as well yeah um, I suppose in terms of how we work you know it's um, like you know it, it is like, like, I, like I would have alluded to it's pretty much kind of business as usual we have our structures in place uh, in terms of how our customers work they're working in the exact same fashion uh, albeit um uh, I suppose working, um, I suppose working a little bit slower. I don't know whether it be the right phrase because obviously they're implementing all these social distancing measures. You know, efficiency might drop. Um, but I mean, in terms of working, it, it is very much business as usual, and it likewise it's business as usual for ourselves, uh, other than the occasional uh, drop in broadband or, or drop in connection, which you know we're we're lucky to say that we haven't experienced that too much. Um, so it hasn't impeded on our overall efficiencies or how we get work done day to day. Yeah, because I can imagine that the only thing I'm concerned is if living in the country is uh, broadband and can you get the right speed you need. Other than that, I suppose you're all good to go. Well, look, listen, I, I'm looking a kilometre up the road there now and they, they bought the fibre power to a certain point. And uh, they decided to stop, unfortunately. So it's almost like it's teasing me from a kilometre up the road. I can see the last of the poles. Um, yeah. So we'll have to get on to someone to try and uh, try and get that installed. But no, luckily enough now, I mean, I, I have a stable enough connection. Um, so I haven't been too badly impacted. But look, you, you, can't, you can't work if you don't have it. Yeah. Uh, that, that's as simple as that. And we really... And um, we'd really be in it now, like if we if we if we didn't have that connectivity. Yeah, I've asked now where, but last week my broadband went down a couple of times, and when I went down, lucky I could use my phone to hotspot, so it wasn't too bad. So you've got those scenarios too, yeah, which no. is good. You do, you do. Uh, it, it happened. It happened to myself a few times where you know either the data has run out or 
something had happened uh, and I can just head her off the phone and it's it's brilliant like you know you, you couldn't do that years ago um, and now like you know it's, I suppose we're just so connected really um, you know there's no excuse to not be able to try and get online yeah. um, but you know I, I suppose as well like what, what this whole kind of I suppose pandemic has kind of caused and it has for myself is to kind of really kind of appreciate uh, family life like normally I'd be you know on the road quite a bit I'd be gone in the morning at seven o'clock and I'd be home at maybe seven or eight o'clock in the evening and um, you know because obviously being home and I, I have a young child three and a half yeah. and a wife and um, it's it's great like I, I can get up to the bed at the same time and um, but I'm still seeing the, the little man running around the house or hearing him running around the house um, but you know, I'm coming out of the office at five o'clock in the evening, and I suppose with the with the grand stretch in the evening, and um, you know, there's there's more stuff to do outside. So you kind of I don't know, like when you're on the road and you're out and about, you kind of you find reasons to I don't know, I don't want to say not come home, but uh, yeah. there's always something to be done. Like you know, whereas you know, with, with what's going on in the world, it's kind of a case of well, look, listen, you know, uh, I can't do this because you know this is after happening or, or whatever it may be. So look, I'm going to embrace uh, a little bit of time at home, and it kind of makes you really kind of appreciate uh, what you have, uh, which I think is nice. You know, like I said, living in the countryside, so getting you know runs in um, yeah, each day has definitely kind of helped my sanity anyway. Yeah. Um, all within a certain radius, of course, but um, you know, and it kind of breaks up the day as well as much as anything else. You know, and you kind of come back kind of refreshed after lunch, and uh, you're you're ready to kick into it again. So, um, yeah, definitely routine is um, routine is very very important. Yeah, I remember this time when some last year, I was down in Cork interviewing a cybersecurity company, and was there for for a couple of days. When I was interviewing them, they just moved into new offices because they said that we hadn't our last office space we had wasn't big enough for us, so we moved in. And we went to the building and said, the floor above us is, is not filled yet because we're getting new staff in and we're going to need, need to uh, fill that. I'm thinking, now in this pandemic, people are going to be cutting down their, their costs by having less space available. They don't, don't need any more because you work from home. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, we have uh, multiple offices and it's uh, it's a case of kind of figuring out, well, look, do you, do you really need it? Like, you know, and I, I think a lot of other businesses will be thinking the exact same thing, you know, um, you know, it, it's just now an unnecessary expense, and especially for businesses that have been impacted as well. They'll be trying to, I suppose, measure their costs and, you know, kind of figure out when the dust has settled. Well, you know, look, we we worked for the past X number of weeks or months, you know, in this new way, uh, no impact on business. And, um, you know, do we really want this? Do we need this overhead? You know, I think some businesses, you know, you, you, you require an office, you know, um, yeah. but other businesses they don't really kind of require an office. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Interesting few weeks um, to see, you know, um, what kind of, I suppose, what comes out in the wash and, you know, see, well, will people continue to work in this fashion or, or will they kind of revert back to the, to the whole office scenario? And, and like I said, I, I think it comes down to, you know, not only the type of business that you're in, but the, the type of leadership that, you know, as once you look at, uh, as you look at uh, providing um, and whether you want to see everyone kind of face-to-face each and every single day to make sure they're doing that job in terms of that kind of autocratic style of, uh, style of leadership or whether it's a case of, look, listen, we are able to prove it. We have all the systems in place and the processes in place for people to be able to do their jobs. Um, why not just let things um, roll as they are? Um, so yes. And I can see people with the rotor. So you have rotor. So in the office, you might decide uh, for certain parts of the week you can you can work from home. So you you have less desks in the office, but they're always filled because someone might say, "I oh, Joe can work Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday in the office," 
And when he's not there, yeah. he can fill it with somebody else. So you've always got the desks full, but never, you don't have too many desks. Yeah, this is it, like, you know. Um, and we may look at that as well um, in terms of just kind of giving people the option, saying, look, listen, we'll go back in a phase matter. Um, I think the, the only issue that one of our staff actually brought up there was uh, in the facility that we're in, and we're out in Art Labs in Carrigan-Or, so we're, we have a, a number of offices there, but you know we're effectively within the building envelope with a lot of other businesses. And then you can have communal areas like the canteen and stuff yeah. like that. So you know, as much as you might try and... Uh, I suppose put social distancing measures in place in your offices in terms of you know what some people are going to work from home today and other people can come into the office. It's still going to be met with that conundrum of you know going up to the canteen or going to use a toilet or or something like that at all. So it's um, yeah it'll it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting um, to kind of see how you know um, how other businesses look to manage that. Like you know will they all kind of decide you know what uh, we're going to wait uh, another couple of weeks until we you know make that decision of uh, either bringing people back or not. And luckily enough now we've, um, I suppose like we've always, like I probably should have said it at the start, and it certainly would have made sense, was we, um, we've always given the option for people to work from home on a Friday anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of really kind of set us uh, up pretty well in, in the first place as well in order to kind of uh, allow us to adapt to this new way of life. And also you got to think in long term your staff will save money because they're not paying to travel to work in the morning, they're not paying for lunch or coffee or anything else, they're all sold at home. It's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, like yeah, I'm sure not the only person who's after saving a few pounds um, by you know not buying coffees and stuff like that. And uh, I'm sure shopkeepers are obviously disappointed yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, look, it, it certainly just makes you kind of, I suppose, realise, I don't want to say waste um, that you go through, but you'd be surprised like very quickly, like, you know, when you look at your bank balance at the end of the month and you kind of go, where did all my money go? And then you, you toss it all up and you kind of go, right, okay. Um, I might need to review my spending habits or uh, or, or, or change or, or either just decide, you know what, I'm going to live with it. And, uh, you know, I, I like get my coffees and scones and sandwiches and all that good stuff. Yeah. And before we go, anything I should have the podcast or you think you've, we've, we've covered a lot of yeah, I think we covered a lot of ground. Like, I really hope, like, um, I suppose for for friends and family uh, who have um, have a lot of small businesses, um, you know, uh, that rely on passing trade. Um, I really hope that they can they can look at getting back to normality and get back into the swing of things, um, uh, business wise. Um, from talking to a few of them, I reckon that they will be able to kind of weather weather the storm. Um, and I think that's purely on the basis that you know that there's been. Some, uh, some good measures put in place. I'm sure some, some people will argue and say it's not enough. And, um, you know, it was my own two cents on it is that, well, look, listen, you know, the the impact of the, the virus from not only a health perspective is, is detrimental, but um, economically, you know, it's, it's, it's disastrous, really. Like, you know, and I suppose, like, when I keep saying, I hope we kind of get back to normal, it's, uh, you know, you don't want to find yourself going into like a, a deep recession and, and then all of a sudden, you know, even though there's no pandemic anymore and there's, there's no passing trade for, you know, yeah. those, those pubs and those shops uh, because nobody has any money. So, um, look, I think the, the sooner we come out of this, the better. Um, I reckon there's a decent enough job been done so far. Um, I know where we're living, you know, people are taking uh, social distancing measures very seriously. I think everyone's kind of behaving or everyone's definitely putting their, their good citizen hat on. Uh, long may it continue. Um, I hope when we uh, when we do come out of it, you know, that uh, we kind of get back to a way of normal and that the businesses that have been really kind of affected by this 
uh, they can bounce back uh, just as quick and uh, and hopefully resume normal life. Right, that's great for that. Thanks for that, Kevin, and have a great day and uh, good luck in the future. Uh, cheers, man. Much appreciated. No problem. Thanks. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.